0: Looks like everybody's already here normally it takes a moment we are going to take a moment of course to let everybody get the notification that we're live as i get signed up I'm just going to give a little wave to the people that are here and i do have my little table set up my little uh moon altar here for you tonight so i'm going to try not to be chatting in the chat but I will certainly answer anything that comes through in the chat and of course you can always use the chat to interact with each other or interact with me ask any questions or uh, put any comments or anything else that you want to share in there. This is a collective virtual moon circle. I'm just the facilitator here so I do want to welcome everyone in and encourage you all to get to know each other here as you're hanging out. Many of you come to these moon circles often, many of you come to most of them. So if you don't know each other in real life, maybe you can get to know each other here in the ether, especially if you're all meeting up here in this space every two weeks or every month, right? So if you are just getting signed in, welcome to the circle. Feel free to say hi in the chat if you would like. Feel free to let us know how you're feeling with this oncoming Scorpio new moon. Tonight, we're actually in the balsamic moon phase or the dark moon phase, and tomorrow morning we will officially hit that new moon and solar eclipse in Scorpio. But regardless, Scorpio season arrived on October 22nd. So we've been in the energy for a few days and it is rising up now with the new moon tonight. So feel free to let us know how you're uh, feeling in the comments and also feel free to share if you are a Scorpio sun, moon or rising. If you have a Scorpio stellium in your chart, you know, does Scorpio dominate your energy in any form or fashion? Feel free to share that in the comments as well. So I always like to get these circles started with a nice few deep breaths. I do encourage you to do the same. Wherever you are, find supportive posture, find a nice tall spine, plenty of room to channel the breath all the way into your body and back out. Whenever you are ready, deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Maybe just shake your body out, let loose, let go of any tension. And if it's safe for you to do so, maybe this time you reach your arms up and overhead. Inhale. Take a nice deep stretch if you need to. Gather up some energy on the exhale. Bring those arms down. Maybe add some noise to your exhale. Shake it out. Let it go. Loosen up. And we're going to do that one more time. Deep breath. And out. Get cozy. Get comfortable. Let loose. This is a space where you are welcome to be you. You are welcome to be cozy and comfortable. We um, are all just hanging out here talking a little bit about the moon and what's going on. the cosmos and we'll be here for about 75 to 90 minutes so you do want to make sure that maybe you have something to drink with you maybe you have something to uh, take notes with and just make sure that ultimately you are comfortable you are free of distractions and you are ready to tune into this virtual new moon circle so if this is your first time tuning in to me, I also want to say hello and welcome and namaskar. My name is Vina Linne Rachel. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, a medium, a channeler of the divine. That's what Veena means. And I am here to guide you through these moon portals these new moon portals and full moon portals so I meet up with you here in the ether for free about every two weeks or so with the new moon and full moon I have been leading these virtual moon circles for a little over five years off and on. I did take a break during my pregnancy and when I went through um, having my little guy and going through postpartum, but I've been consistently leading these moon circles now for probably close to around two and a half or three and a half years at this point. I don't keep track. There have been a few I've missed here and there for whatever reason. But otherwise, I'm here every two weeks or so to tell you what's going on with the new moon, the full moon, to teach you about those lunar phases in case this is the first time you've ever tuned into a moon circle. And then I tell you about the zodiacal influence. So, you know, the new moon and the full moon are each in a certain sign. So we talk about that along with other cosmic events in astrology and astronomy going on right now. So tonight we're going to talk about Scorpio season. We're going to talk about the cosmic scorpion and its three archetypes. We're also going to talk about this new moon and solar eclipse in Scorpio. Actually going to be happening around 5 a.m. tomorrow morning on the 25th. We'll touch base on what's going on in the eastern part of the world. Tonight, this dark moon signalized the um, first day of Diwali, the Hindu festival of lights. And in Vedic astrology, this moon is in Swati Nakshatra. So we're going to talk a little bit about all of that and more tonight, including a Tarot reading and how to utilize a little bit of practical magic in your life. So I welcome you into this circle. Now, if you want, feel free to share this out with your friends. Invite them into the circle too and take another deep breath as we get ready to get started. Amy says greetings. I feel at home. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Very receptive to this energy, says the Scorpio sun. Yes, most Scorpios get super excited when we arrive into Scorpio season, because finally everyone is relating to the darkness. Everyone is kind of into the woo, the metaphysical. They're not questioning the witchy, the things about death, the things about change and transformation, maybe the things about being somebody else or expressing themselves through costume, (laughs) right? There's a lot of different ways that we celebrate this time of year and Scorpios are super excited to be here and are definitely celebrating as well. So before we dive into Scorpio energy and what that means, let's back up. Let's talk about the new moon and I always like to pretend that maybe there's somebody on this circle that knows nothing about lunar phases or the new moon or being a part of a new moon circle and they're here out of curiosity. I want to start with astronomy over astrology, you know, When we look out into space, we have to take into consideration kind of this cosmic record that we're all spinning on because we're all connected within this magnetic and gravitational force field, attracted into our sun, held together by gravity. And when one of those planets or moons is a little bit off or shaky or in a different energy, it's probably going to impact us too. Now we pay attention to our moon because it's relative only to our planet. It affects the gravity of our planet. Our gravity affects our waters, our oceanic tides, and our internal waters. We know that the word lunatic comes from kind of that deep-seated word of lunar energy and vibing out with the full moon. But we can also vibe with the new moon, and that's why I like to hold these virtual moon circles as well. The moon cycles through its journey around the earth around every 29 and a half ish days now when it does that it's going to switch through different lunar phases so it's going to start in the new moon phase on day one it's a dark moon we look outside it's dark outside we can't really see the moon and then about day three four, two and a half, somewhere around there. We shift into the crescent moon phase. That, you know, moon starts to illuminate with solar light again. Eventually, we're in a half moon phase, and then we're in a full moon phase. And then we come back around again, eventually to the new moon, 29 and a half-ish days total to go throughout that lunar cycle. Now, anytime we're in the new moon energy, we are aligned with the sun, and that's why we can't see the moon outside. When we're in a full moon phase, the sun is on the opposite side of the earth from the moon and the moon reflects the solar light onto the earth. When the moon is on the same side as the sun, it's unable to do that and that's why it's dark outside. That's also why this new moon is in Scorpio energy or the sign of Scorpio, because we're in the solar season of Scorpio. The sun cycles through its zodiac seasons about every 29, 30 days, right? And so during that time, we shift energies as well. So October 22nd, we moved into Scorpio season. Now the moon aligns with the sun and also takes in that Scorpio energy. And this new moon influences us in that way. Now, every once in a while, the moon is positioned in such a way with the sun that we also experience partial or full eclipses. When we're in a new moon, of course, we're aligned with the sun. So we're going to be experiencing a solar eclipse. Now, that's exactly what's going to happen tonight, or actually early tomorrow morning. It's about 5 04 a.m. Central Time. We will experience a solar eclipse in Scorpio energy. Now, <clears throat> if you're here in the West, you're not going to be able to experience that or see that. You will be be able to experience it. Let me back up my words there. You'll experience the energy, but you're not going to be able to physically see that solar eclipse. It's only going to be visible in parts of Europe and then Ukraine and Russia. And it's actually really auspicious that it's aligning in those parts of the world. And I'm going to talk about that later on in this transmission. But for now, you just need to know that, you know, at certain points in time, it gets to a point where the moon completely covers the sun or most of the sun and then all of a sudden backs off again and allows the sun to shine through. And that's when we experience an eclipse. We have moved into the second phase of our eclipse series, our 18 month Scorpio Taurus eclipse series. We're moving into phase two now. We had phase one a year ago during the Scorpio season. I apologize, we're moving into phase three. <laughs> we had phase one in Scorpio season of last year. We had phase two in Taurus season of this year and now phase three in Scorpio season of this year phase four will complete this series in Taurus season of next year. So we're not quite done with this energy yet, but whatever we do right now in this eclipse portal under this energy of this new moon will carry us over at least until the full moon in Scorpio six months from now, maybe even further. Eclipses are kind of magical. They have a way of fast forwarding our evolution or fast forwarding whatever we choose in our life to attract back whatever it is that we're putting out there. So this is a moon where it's really important to pay attention to the energy you're putting out and the energy that you want to reciprocate and remember that law of attraction that, you know, everything you put out will attract back to you. Like attracts like. And Amy said, yes, she's Super excited for this Scorpio season. So you can hear it in my throat. I have been dealing with some allergic reactions. Actually, about four or five days ago, I woke up with a completely swollen shut eye around this side of my face. I've had some um, drainage and and seepiness, and you know, dry skin, and just the whole shebang. And also, my throat chakra has been affected with my sinuses. So <clears throat> I'm gonna wet my whistle. And hopefully that'll prevent me from having to clear my throat so much. And then we're going to keep on keeping on. So one more thing about a new moon before we open up our circle officially is I want to talk about gravity. Because when the new moon is here or when we're in the new moon phase and the moon is aligned with the sun, We actually are pulled to the earth more than normal. And when we're in a full moon, we're pulled up to the moon and we're actually lighter on earth. But it's the opposite of that right now. And you may actually feel this subtle shift in energy right now. It's not like you're going to step on a scale. You're going to be like 10 pounds heavier or one pound heavier even maybe. But you are going to notice the change in your body because we're made about... 80% of water, you know, the moon affects the oceanic tides. It affects the waters. It's going to affect us. So we're going to feel this gravitational shift. We're going to feel this heaviness. And emotionally, in our internal emotional waters, we might feel lower as well. So new moons are a time when we feel tired, when we feel unmotivated, when we do feel heavier, when we feel sad, when we feel low frequency it's all normal. It's just because we're relating to gravity in our human body and the emotional human experience. I just want to say hi here to those that are joining in our circle tonight and feel free to share out this circle by the way to your stories or to your friends that might want to be a part as well. We're really just officially opening things up and they can always go back and watch the recording or back it up if they need to. But let's start by opening up our circle with the five elements. And this is something I do every new moon and full moon circle. It's just a way to introduce a little bit of extra energy into our space. And it's okay if you don't have these elements You can absorb the energy of these elements simply by being here on this transmission, whether you're catching it live or the replay, whether you're listening to the audio, watching the video, it doesn't matter. You're connected to the energy here right now. And so you're going to absorb everything that I bring to the feed. Now, I always start with earth energy, and tonight I'm also going to utilize a little bit of practical magic. Now, I always bring in the energy of some sort of crystal or gemstone, and I am going to do that. I want to start with crystal quartz. I actually have a couple of different versions of this. I have a nice big crystal quartz generator here. You can see that nice beautiful point there. One side of this is rough. One side of this is more polished. There's a really beautiful side of it coming at you, reflecting to you. I highly suggest working with crystal quartz if you're just getting started with crystals because it's easy to find. It's usually fairly affordable and you can get it in a lot of different sizes and it's going to be just as effective. Now, crystal quartz, what is it for? It's for protecting your energy. It's for absorbing negative energy. It's for taking away some of those lower frequency feelings that you may be in with this new moon in Scorpio. Allow it to go to the crystal so that you can vibrate a little bit higher. Many people wear crystal quartz on them. I do have a little pendant here that's not um, currently on a string, but it's also wrapped in copper. And again, it's a generator polished and pointed. Anytime we work with pointed crystals, we concentrate the energy. So you could use something like this. You could wear the crystal quartz around you to protect your energy and absorb negative energy. Or you could just have some crystal quartz in your spaces to take on that energy as well. Also, if you have any entities, any energy vampires or any sort of negative spirits that might be clinging to you or your spaces right now, it's really good to use crystal quartz to help rid yourself of that energy as the crystal quartz knocks down my little backflow smudging (laughs) cone. So the second uh, crystal, a little bit harder to get, a little bit more expensive, but if you happen to have it with you or you just want to absorb the energy here on the transmission, you might want to be working with Shungite right now. Shungite actually comes from Russia, and this is an area of the planet where they will actually be able to visibly see the eclipse. It's also in a place that really needs that energy of the eclipse. I'm going to talk about why that is later on in this transmission, but Shungite is again a deflector of negative energy. It's kind of ironic that it comes from Russia, but it is a deflector and a protector of you from negative energy. I really like this one because it actually looks like a moon or a dark moon. And so if you have your chance to get some Shungite right now, you might want to get your hands on that. Or if you have it um, in your space, you might want to utilize it to uh, connect to the eclipse energy right now. Now, I also want to bring in a little bit of practical magic. If you don't have any of these crystals, you could also bring in bones. So here on the, or antlers or uh, animal hides, you know, I have this um, Mala and they aren't real skulls, but they represent Kali energy, but still they just represent that skull or skeleton or bone energy. I also have this um, deer antler connected to my feather here tonight. So you don't have to have crystals or gemstones, you can really work with anything from the earth, including dirt itself. Many times modern day practical witches use dirt and we can do that as well. Another thing that we can use is ash right now. Ash is really appropriate for the energy of Scorpio because Scorpio energy embraces three archetypes. A siren going by and just honoring that energy. May they have their spaces clear to go help whoever they need to help. May everyone be okay and well. Hmm. We need to be pausing for more peace. That's also within the energy of this moon. Pause for peace. Pray for peace. So you can use ashes because Scorpio energy embraces three archetypes, one of those being the phoenix who rises from the ashes. You could collect ash from a simple fire, from the flame of a candle, or you could collect ash from incense burning. Now, tonight, I'm burning incense in a different way. And this is another way to connect to earth energy, by the way. This is a backflow incense cone of Palo Santo. Palo Santo is connected to the energy of death, life, rebirth, and the whole transformation process. This is because Palo Santo is harvested from trees from the Amazon, from the rainforest that have been dead at least seven years Seven is a number of transformation. And so whenever we burn Palo Santo, we're connecting to that energy of death. But also when we utilize Palo Santo, we're honoring the rebirth of that tree energy because as it gets older and older into its death process, the resin becomes more potent and powerful and actually creates a stronger scent. Now, before I light this, I do want to say that we always harness our smudging materials and all of our woo woo materials, all of our magical tools with sustainable purpose, with ethical purpose. We get them from good places with positive energy and we use them with positive intention. We are not harvesting our Palo Santo from a place that is not ethical or sustainable, okay? So I'm actually before I light that, I'm also going to add a little bit of extra fire to our circle. So now I'm bringing in our second element. I'm combining this with a soy candle. So again, bringing in a little bit of extra earth energy and the fat, right? The fat of the the plant, the fat of the earth. And with that, we can combine that with water and produce, or sorry, with fire and produce light. Also gives off water as that wax begins to melt that soy begins to melt. So I'll tell you why we're lighting that candle in a moment, but we're going to leave it there for now. And then I'm going to light this backflow cone and it's going to take a moment. And like I said, normally I do, um, some sort of smudging material, like a sage bundle, and I'll take that around you and me and everywhere else. But Tonight, I really want to allow this energy of air or wind, our third element of our circle. I want it to be more fluid tonight. I want it to represent more of a water energy because Scorpio is a water element. And I'm gonna show you the magic of this because this just shows that with the right alchemy, with the right combination of elements, when we combine this earth energy, this fire energy to produce this wind energy, and we combine it with another certain shape of earth energy, eventually we can shift the energetic flow. We can turn things into more of a liquid or a controlled flow rather than a chaotic burn. It's going to take a moment, especially because it's a little bit windy tonight. But we're just going to continue to allow that to flow because it'll go through our whole transmission and we're going to add our extra element now of wind. So we already have our smoke and anytime we're using a smudging material, we're bringing in a smudging smoke. We're cleansing our environment with that smoke. We're purifying the air. So again, we're connecting to the air element by combining it with another air element or wind element smoke. It's been scientifically proven that smudging smoke will purify the air, it will get rid of bacteria and microbes and viruses and anything that doesn't serve our health and our greater good. So we're thankful for the smoke. And then we also allow the smoke to move through or we direct the energy just a little bit, this chaotic flow, I'm gonna direct it to you using this feather, another symbol of air. This is an eagle feather. Again, I mentioned Scorpio has three archetypes, the scorpion we all know about, also the eagle and the phoenix. So I'm going to bring that smoke to you. And now it's actually traveling right behind you, right behind the technology. So it's going where it needs to. It's going where I intend without even having to fan it there. I'm also going to bring just a little bit of this smoke to me and all around me. And then I hope you can start to see now, I can see it in the transmission. Do you see how the smoke is starting to move down instead of up? It's moving into that backflow. By the way, this is the symbol of ohm on this backflow incense burner. So we're just gonna continue to let that burn and it's gonna go wherever it needs to. The smoke will go where it needs to. You have to trust in that process when you smudge. I'm gonna bring my feather back down here. Actually, I don't wanna block your vision there, so lay it across my skeleton necklace and as that's burning I want to bring in our water element our fifth fourth element I apologize fourth element another form of smudging material this is a smudging spray So some of you can't burn incense. You can't burn things that produce a lot of smoke in your spaces. You're going to set off the fire or the smoke detectors, or maybe you're sensitive to scent or allergy. You can make a smudging spray. This is simply a tincture that I created with alcohol and dried sage. I let that set for many moons, (laughs) but as many moons as you want, you could make your own (coughs) smokes getting to me. (coughs) There we go. And, um, you can combine that with water which is a little bit of that tincture it doesn't take much you can dilute it down add any other oils if you want i added a protective blend of oils here and i'm just going to spray this so this is great after you smudge with smoke just to again kind of purify the air or get rid of some of that smoke that might be burning and irritating your scent and sinuses you could also just simply use this to smudge your spaces so little to you little to me a little all around us and that's another way that we can purify the air using water. You know, we wanna connect to water a lot right now with this Scorpio moon, which is a fixed water sign. So I also just have some water to drink. I always suggest that you have water with you when you do ceremony. To purify your internal spaces as well and also to get your internal waters moving whether we're working with a new moon or a full moon we want to work with our internal waters new moons are a time when we get in tune with our emotions so we want that energy flowing so we're really in touch with it and we're open to it we're open to breathing through it also in full moons it's a time of releasing emotions that no longer serve so we want that energy to be moving through as well can you see how this is now flowing in a very beautiful way down and out now till I moved and messed it up. (laughs) So I'm going to grab a drink here. It's raining outside, by the way, right now. And if you wanted to collect a little eclipsed new moon rainwater, if it's raining where you are, it might be a good idea to do that. Normally we collect moon water under a full moon. We wouldn't typically do that with this oncoming full moon in a couple of weeks. I'll talk about that during the full moon and why, but because we're going to meet the night before, by the way. But the new moon, the eclipse new moon, isn't necessarily a horrible energy to be out underneath. You could get out under the moon right now if it's raining where you are and connect to the energy. You could go take a dip in some sort of outdoor natural water, so go for an outdoor natural swim. Um, You could set some moon water out to charge with the eclipse new moon because we're going to get a little bit of a solar flash of energy with that moon early in the morning just before sunrise you know there's ways to again bring in practical magic so for earth energy you could do dirt for fire energy pretty self-explanatory i think we all have candles and matches and ways to make fire you could build any sort of fire you want with water collect the rain water and you know use that for ceremony don't drink it but you could use it for purification and wash yourself in it you could take a long hot shower or a long hot bath you could use salt for your earth energy you know there are so many ways that you can connect to the water as well so that was long-winded because we're in a windy Vayu wind god ruled moon <laughs> but we also have a few essential oils that i would like to suggest working with if you want to utilize aromatherapy to also connect to both water and air and earth These are plants that are steam distilled and that we take in using our olfactory system. So we're combining all three elements of earth, air, and water. Maybe even a little bit of that fire because you've gotta get steam in order to get the oil, right? So we're embracing all of the elements we've already brought in. And wild orange is a super common oil that most people can get their hands on. I would suggest working with Wild Orange right now for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's a great, um, oil just to help uplift our frequency and boost our mood. So if you're feeling a little low frequency, if you're deep in your feels under this emotional, watery Scorpio moon and you need to uplift that frequency, simply smelling the oranges can be really nice. You can put a couple of drops in hot water. If you don't have orange oil, guess what? It comes from the rinds of an orange. So you could boil some oranges or orange or boil some orange rinds. You could squeeze out some orange juice. You could drink that as well. There are many different ways to take in the water energy of the orange. Now, orange also represents abundance and fortune and luck. And this moon happens to be ruled by Lakshmi. We'll talk about why later on. Also, wild orange connects us to our sacral chakra. Okay. And our sacral chakra is really ruling this lunar energy right now. New moons are typically a time, or at least in natural times, in pre-modern times, the new moon was the time when a woman typically bled if she was a bleeding woman in her menstrual cycle. You know, the sacral chakra is also a place where we hold our internal water element whether you're a woman or not this is where the water energy resides it's where we process emotion and so we want to make sure that we're really connecting to this energy right now underneath this watery new moon Scorpio energy also happens to be kind of sexy it's it's a mysterious sexy energy they're kind of known to be sexual or create a sexy vibe and wild orange can bring that out out of your sacral chakra and out in you as well the other oil i would suggest working with right now is possibly melissa oil now melissa oil is one of the most expensive oils in the aromatherapy world this little bottle this five milliliter bottle cost hundred and eighty dollars wholesale so, you can imagine that it's a pretty delicate oil. It's harvested from this bush that only blooms twice a year. It comes from Oman and war-torn places. It comes from the desert. It's not easy to transport right now. There's many reasons why it is rare. Man, it's kind of windy right now, right? I'm wondering if I if I block with the feather, if that'll help the flow, or if the smoke's just going where it needs to go. <laughs> You did see the flow of the backflow incense burner, but now it's like it's going a little crazy here on the left towards the end. So, anyway, Melissa oil works great if you have PTSD. So, it's actually one of the oils that's been used to help with PTSD. Scorpio season is a time when we tend to have our wounds rise up, and eclipse season is a time when we kind of have. Past experiences or past memories also trigger us or rise up to the surface. So if you are a person that is extremely triggered right now, if you're going through major anxiety or PTSD, you might want to inhale Melissa. You can really um, conserve the oil by simply inhaling it from the bottle or putting like a drop into your diffuser, like an 8 or 12 hour plus diffuser. Um, or you could have it put into a blend for yourself as well. By the way, since I do have this, if you're local, you need a blend with Melissa, I got you. Just send me a message. So those are some of the ways that you can work with those four elements. And then I did mention we're working with five elements tonight. The fifth element is the ether. It's the space where we're already connected, the internet. Whether you're tuning into the circle live or through the replay, you are absorbing the energy of all of these elements and everything else that comes through on this transmission. The great thing about the ether is the more people that tune into it in the future, the recording of this transmission, the stronger the energy becomes. That's why I like to do these new moon circles and full moon circles in the ether because of that potential for the energy to expand. Um, Amy says she loves Kali and yes, Phoenix rising from the ashes. The Scorpio confirms the triple archetype. (laughs) So our backflow incense burner is almost burned out. I'm gonna continue to let it burn. I'm just gonna fan a little bit of that smoke away. And then I'm gonna take in This crystal quartz generator with the copper on it, just this little guy, because that copper is going to go out to you with this ether, this ether element. I'm going to bring that around in a clockwise direction and down. I'm going to hold it out to you with my power finger in my right hand, and I'm going to start to welcome in the guides and guardians of the five directions and elements. We begin by welcoming in the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air. The wind god Vayu is ruling this moon out of Swati Nakshatra. We know that breath symbolizes life, symbolizes prana, symbolizes new beginnings. And we also know that air energy represents the east and the dawn of a new day or new beginning. And so we invite in the opportunity for new beginnings now underneath this new moon. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the south with their element of fire. Fiery energy embraced by Scorpio following a fiery full moon in Aries just two weeks ago. We now use this energy to transform like the phoenix who rises from the ashes we embrace the energy of change and no longer being who we were before no longer looking back we embrace the beauty of fire as it ignites our smudging materials and burns away the elements of our air and space that also do not serve We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water. This watery, fixed, watery Scorpio new moon. Moons affecting our internal waters, our emotions. So much water energy at play right now. We invite ourselves to go with the flow of it all and also be fluid as we float through this portal of time underneath an eclipsed new moon and this oncoming eclipse season. We thank the element of water for being in our circle tonight. And we also quickly reflect as we move on to the element of earth and the guides and guardians of the north that this crystal quartz, Would not be here without the element of earth compacting down and the element of water adding in its own vibration and the element of fire creating intense heat and pressure to create this crystal. And so as we honor the guys and guardians of the north and their element of earth, we also thank them for this crystal quartz and all of the other earthly tools that we're utilizing in our circle tonight. We also thank the ancestors for being here for we know the veil is thin right now and that we're moving to a time when we honor death and rebirth and transformation, but specifically death and our ancestors who have been on this earth before us, who have learned lessons and given us new wisdom and insight so that we can make change for the greater good for the next generations to come, seven generations ahead. We thank the ancestors seven generations behind and the future generations ahead for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we thank the guides and guardians of the ether, spirit realm, the sixth senses, the places that we can't quite explain but are really resonating with us now during the Scorpio season and Scorpio new moon. We invite in archangels, angels, healers, deities, cosmic races, cosmic consciousness, source beings, source consciousness to influence us in whatever we way in whatever way that we need to receive. We thank the guides and guardians of the spirit realm, the fifth element for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is open even more, officially open. I continue to welcome in everyone that's here. Let's talk a little bit more about what is going on in the cosmos. Scorpio is a triple archetype, I've mentioned this already, but we need to know about this zodiac season of Scorpio and how it's influencing us with this new moon. Because not only does it influence this new moon portal, and this eclipse, and a little bit of this eclipse season, but it does influence this entire lunar cycle that we're in. So until really the next new moon, the new moon in Sagittarius, and really until Sagittarius season, that's when it'll start to shift, but until the new moon in Sagittarius, we're going to hold on to Scorpio energy. It's what's influencing the next, you know, 29, well, I guess now it's like the next, what, 24, 24, 25-ish days until we shift into Sagittarius season. Scorpio is an energy of triple archetype because it needs to be multifaceted in order to fully understand itself and the human experience. Scorpios, a lot of times they get a bad rep. They're related to darker energy. They're kind of those, not always, but people that are a little bit more goth, hermity type of people, people that, I'm not a Scorpio, but wear a lot of black. I am a Libra <laughs> right before Scorpio season, the first season of autumn and death. I embrace that as a Libra. But Scorpio energy is Multifaceted because it has a lot of feelings. Feelings beyond what some of the other signs could even feel. Feelings beyond what humans are even able to describe right now. Feelings and emotions that make them very sensitive and very empathetic. And so sometimes they're just learning how to deal with that. Sometimes they've evolved and they've, you know, learned how to shield themselves or protect their energy or continue to thrive amongst humankind despite all the chaos. And it doesn't matter if you're Scorpio or not, if Scorpio rules your chart or not, right now we're all feeling this energy and we may feel one of these archetypes or two of them or all of them. And Scorpio people or people that are heavily influenced with Scorpio may also feel one of those energies in a lifetime or two of them or all of them. It just varies. Scorpio starts with the cosmic scorpion. That's what most people are familiar with. And scorpion energy is the first evolution of scorpio. It's the low-lying scorpio, scorpion on the desert sand, kind of isolated in the middle of nowhere, but still has its cave or its little holes to retreat into at night. Or when they're feeling, you know, vulnerable or protective The scorpion also lashes out easily with its poison and stings people without really even thinking about it, without holding back. There's no anticipation. They just lash out and sting. Maybe you're in that shedding phase of the scorpion. Maybe you're somewhere in between, just letting go of that energy or that behavior or that way of life. Maybe you're going through a sickness right now as you start to molt and shed your exoskeleton. And you move on to the next archetype. The second evolution is eagle. I already mentioned it with the eagle feather tonight. You know, the eagle is still independent. Most of the time they're loners, but they do come together to mate. Scorpio is a sexual energy. It's this energy of mystery conception out of death life rebirth really it relates to the moon the moon cycle the menstrual cycle the monthly cycle that fertile women go through they go through a death the shedding of the womb the bleeding out in order to go through rebirth and life again conception so Scorpio season is a time that really relates to that energy but Eagle energy also you know, is independent, but comes together to mate, maybe also comes together with other close eagles to maybe hunt or feed together every once in a while. But there's also this hindsight. The eagle's gone through some things. They have hindsight. They're not so quick to react. They're not so quick to claw and fight and attack. They're kind of just soaring above, trying to be more peaceful, trying to just Go with the flow of the current of the wind and wait for what's to come. Finally, we have the phoenix, another bird energy. So we're rising even higher now. We're spreading our wings even wider. We're rising from the ashes of deep trauma, deep challenges, deep-seated experiences that make us totally different from who we are before. The phoenix as it rises from the ashes will never be as it was before. It's stronger. It's wiser, it's more capable, and it moves more from the heart. So which evolution are you right now? Which archetype are you? Feel free to share it in the comments. I think right now, honestly, I'm in a bit of the molting low-line scorpion exoskeleton. I'm somewhere between that and the eagle because I'm physically shedding, going through this sinus sickness, this allergy. And I'm also gaining a lot of wisdom and insight right now around my business side of things and where I want to go from here. And also, just like my work, life, family balance, and and how I'm starting to emotionally stabilize my energy amongst all of it. So I feel like I have a little hindsight. I'm not really lashing out or triggering and taking care of myself, but I'm still shedding. I'm still going through these times that I really need to retreat. And hermit and tend to my wounds. What are you? Feel free to share it. So let's move on to the rest of this lunar cycle real quick. We know that this energy is now influencing us and we have to take into consideration a couple of other things. Saturn just went direct. Yay. (laughs) Saturn went direct October 22nd, right? With Scorpio season. We're now in an energy of moving forward with our karma. So as this eclipse comes in, where the sun disappears and rises back again, we might also have things rise up again from our past. Different opportunities that we've already experienced, crossroads that we've come to before, people that we've already exchanged energy with. It's all because we need to transform the energetic exchange a little bit. We need to decide or or keep it as is. We kind of need to decide because eclipses give us an opportunity of deja vu to decide if we want the same deja vu in the future or something different. Each experience will have its own challenges, whether you choose to stay the same or evolve, but just know that this is a time where we have the opportunity to do that. So pay attention to what comes up right now, what rises to the surface, what triggers you because it may be here to teach you a lesson or help you evolve, especially with this eclipse energy influencing us right now and over the next couple of months. Okay. We also have to talk about Mars. Mars is going retrograde on the 30th one day before Halloween and Samhain. Mars is the planet of war. We're taking action, the masculine. However, when it goes retrograde, it's kind of the opposite of that. Mars is going retrograde in Gemini, a very air sign, a very social sign, a very thinking philosophical sign, a very talking sign. I think that this Mars retrograde period gives us an opportunity, because it's retrograde until next year, till January. It gives us an opportunity to take action in a different way, to fight our battles in a different way, both externally and internally, to heal ourselves in a different way. And it's also a time to most definitely take rest from fighting and tend to our wounds. Amy says, there's a great, this is a great synopsis synopsis that, you know, Scorpios feel and appear mysterious, but it stems from the heart. Also, can I get any more? Also, shedding. If you said any more, I can't see it, but maybe that's all you said. Yeah, the Shedding. So this is a time to do the internal work versus the external work. It's time to go to battles with your internal demons. Do the shadow work. Scorpio season is also it's a time of shadow. It's always a time of shadow. What is shadow work? If this is the first time you've heard this or if you're just hearing about shadow work, it's a time to dive into your shadows. It's time to dive into your deep-seated behaviors that no longer serve your greater evolution. It's time to get real and authentic about that and also set an intention to change and not behave in that way anymore. It's also time to get into the shadows of the underworld of yourself, the deep-seated root cause of why you behave in the way that you do, the patterns that you have, the way that you think, the way that you feel. It's time to dig deep into your childhood, into your traumas, into your wounds, and really bring it all to light, surround it all with love because you can't change it. It's made you who you are. But when we surround it with that love, we shine light on it and it creates the shadow from the darkness. For we can't have the darkness without the light, can't have the shadow without the light. So this is a time to dive into your shadow work and help yourself heal and find more emotional stability. Also, you have to realize that Scorpio is a fixed water sign means that it's always water, it's always fluid, it's always moving. What is emotion? energy and emotion. It's always feeling. So during Scorpio season, we really want to pay attention to emotional alchemy. We want to do shadow work. We want to work to find ourselves moving out of our hearts, breathing out of our hearts, thinking out of our hearts, behaving out of our hearts. Our heart is our emotional center and our energetic center. It's our center of our chakras, so the more that we move out of the heart, we more we we balance the energies we balance the emotions and we balance the hormones there's that female side of things we also balance everything else we feel more balanced overall. Hey, Miranda, welcome into the circle. Give you a little wave here a digital wave. <laughs> Let's move on to the eastern side of the world because this is a really interesting time. And as I look down at my smudging cone that's burned out, I also noticed my candle burned out probably because of all the wind with the feather. So I'm going to ignite that again because on the eastern side of the world tonight, this night of the balsamic dark moon, the 24th of October, the <clears throat> night before the peak of the new moon, we are in Diwali. We are entering Diwali, Diwali, however you want to say it. It's the Hindu festival of lights. This is a five-night celebration, the five waxing moons. This is a time to celebrate the light that we can create from within. I lit that candle and produced that light on one of the darkest nights of the lunar cycle. This is a time to light candles, to light diyas, or whatever else you have to light up your world. I have a lot of light. I've got my ring light. I've got my lights on in my room. I've got this candle going. I'm bringing in a little bit of citrine on my mala solar plexus energy. You know, we're really embracing the light right now. This festival is a celebration of Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth, fortune, abundance, joy, prosperity fun in such a time of darkness, right? The dark moon, the time of Scorpio on the western side of the world, a dark energy, a time of autumn on all sides of the world, moving into rainier seasons, darkier seasons, darkier, cloudier seasons, darker seasons, colder seasons, So as we welcome in the darkness, we also welcome in the light. This is also a time close to the celebration of death on the western side of the world. We know that we have to have death to have life. So right now, all of this decay, the trees letting go of the leaves, the crops being harvested and removed, and their seeds being driven back into the ground from whatever's left, this will all come about again with new life in the springtime, right? The trees will bud again and bloom again because they let go of those old leaves that didn't serve if they hold on to them the decay will set in the whole branch will die so they let it go the trees right the plants they don't need to hold on to the seeds the seeds need help in order to carry on the legacy of the plant they need to be returned to the earth they need to be buried they need to go through a little bit of a death and decay process and transform. This is a time of embracing both death and life. Goddess Lakshmi also invites us into our joy. For we're in the sorrows of our emotions, when we're there in those sorrows, when we're in those lower frequencies, when we're in our own internal darkness, simply embracing joy and fun and laughter is one of the best ways that we can heal. Laughter is medicine, right? We've heard it before. So if you're feeling a little down with this new moon, which is typical with Scorpio season and also a new moon and also a Scorpio new moon, this might be a time that you embrace your light, you find your joy, you do something you really enjoy or something that brings fun to your life, or you find ways to bring in more laughter. You could also chant ohms you know our backflow incense burner here is the symbol of om also lakshmi to honor her you could chant to lakshmi jai lakshmi or you could chant om because om is the mantra and symbol of creation meaning that we will create out of the sound or vibration and we're going to do that tonight later on in our Uh, circle, by the way, but that's another way you could bring in the light for when you chant Om. It is the bija, seed mantra of your solar plexus, your internal light, your internal sun. And remember that this is an eclipsed moon. No matter what side of the world you're on, this moon is eclipsing. So just for a moment, on other parts of the world, not here in the West, but in parts of Europe and Russia and the Ukraine, just for a moment, the sun's going to disappear a little bit and come back. So, we have the opportunity again when our own internal light, our internal sun disappears, we can bring it back. We have the power. Now, Diwali is not only a time to believe in Goddess Lakshmi and fortune and abundance and also trust in this death, life, rebirth cycle, but also to embrace positivity because we know we cannot have growth, we cannot have sustainability without it. Things will not grow in a negative environment. And so in addition to honoring Lakshmi and solar plexus energy, we also pray for peace. Om Om Shanti Om is another mantra you can chant. The creation of peace. I think it's auspicious that this eclipse can only be seen in parts of Europe and war torn Ukraine and Russia, where we really need the peace right now. Isn't it ironic that Diwali, this Hindu festival of praying for peace and the return of light to the world out of the darkness, isn't it ironic that it arrives during an eclipse to new moon over where we are experiencing war right now? This is a sign for us all to embrace more peace. For energy is contagious and in eclipse portables, we really. Enhance our law of attraction. And life attracts life. So the more peaceful we are, the more peace we attract around us. The more peace we attract around us. The more peace people see around us. The more peace people see around us, the more peace people want within themselves. The more peace people want within themselves the more peace they cultivate. The more peace that we all start to collectively cultivate. The more peace that arrives in our environment and it grows so on and so forth, right? It starts with us. It starts with the internal. So pray for peace right now and especially over these next 5 days under this new moon portal during Diwali and during this influence of the solar eclipse. Now also in the eastern part of the world in Vedic astrology we are celebrating Swati Nakshatra. This moon is in Swati Nakshatra. Swati means independent one and kind of like that eagle energy or that phoenix energy or the scorpion energy. We are also embracing a time of, you know, being more alone or being by ourselves or paying more attention to ourselves, retreating in to ourselves, within ourselves, turning within. New moons are always a time for that, but within Swati nakshatra, we're really asked to go on to an internal voyage, to, again, find the root cause of our behaviors and also find internal ways to manage our energy so that we do create more peace on the external. Swati nakshatra is ruled by both Venus and Wind God Vayu. Vayu represents prana, life force energy, that breath of life, right? We take it and inhale. We inhale prana. We breathe and then we breathe it out. It's our first breath of life. But also when we die, we breathe out our last exhale, that breath of life. You know, the breath, the wind represents new beginnings, no matter what side of the breath you're on. Wind represents the change of life, death, and rebirth. So we honor that energy both in the western and eastern parts of the world right now underneath this new moon. This is a time to set intentions with Lakshmi's influence, with this influence of fortune and prosperity and joy and growth, we are invited into breathing into new beginnings, setting new intentions around that growth, trusting in it, believing that we are always wealthy. And if you have trouble, if anything, be thankful for your breath, for you have to embrace gratitude in order to have more. Like attracts like. If I am thankful, I will continue to attract things and ways and experiences to be thankful for, people to be thankful for, opportunities to be thankful for. But I have to be grateful first. So if I'm in a low frequency, I'm feeling bummed out, I want to blame the world for my problems, I want to live in my ego ruled victim world, then I'm not going to grow. But if I can just in those moments, in those low frequency states, if I can just be grateful for my breath and for my body. That's enough. So this is a time to be grateful for your breath, to honor the breath and to honor the wind God Vayu and what he has to offer you. Now, this is also a time. This is a lunar mansion ruled by Venus, and we just left Libra season in the Western world, by the way, Vedic astrology is always one sign backwards. Swati Nakshatra takes over the entire constellation of Libra. So we're still in a Libra energy in the eastern part of the world. So we're ruled by Venus, which is Libra's ruling planet. Now, Venus, with the beginning of Scorpio season just a couple of days ago, she went combust into the sun, she aligned exact with the sun, she disappeared from our visibility, she disappeared as morning star, she's gone into the underworld and she's gonna be there for a while. In other worlds, she's moved into her underworld phase. And just like Venus rules Swati nakshatra, we are also being ruled to kind of change the way we breathe change the way we function, change the way we do things, and also change the way that we see beauty in things, right? Again, this is coming back a little bit to that, just being grateful for what we have. Venus, this this whole story of Venus going behind the sun and into the underworld relates to the Sumerian mythology of Inanna and her descent into the underworld to visit her twin sister, Arishgagal, so you can look that up on your own. That could take forever. That would add to our transmission for too long. But you can read the story yourself. But what you need to know is, in this process of Anana going into her descent, she is shedding layers of herself. She's shedding her clothing, her jewelry, her crown. You know all these things that bring beauty to her until she's at her most raw, true form. Scorpio season in the Western world, kind of tears us down into that raw, true self, gets us really in touch with our feelings. Also in the Eastern side of the world, you know, we're being invited to do the same. We're being invited to look at Venus, to look at the beauty in things, but also to see the beauty all around us, no matter the suffering, no matter the darkness, no matter the decay. Some are similar to the way that we embrace a planting season during the death time of autumn and harvest. So I want to tell a little personal story because I think it'll help you understand this more. You're like, how do I see the beauty and the death of things? Again, you can look at the seeds of the dead crop being replanted, growing something again in the spring. But if you need a little bit more, this is a a personal story. I went to India about five years ago in November. It was a very challenging trip with both what I would say good and bad, if there are labels to things, both positive and negative experiences, both challenging and uplifting experiences. It came out very neutral in the um, end, but I remember a certain experience when we were in Tarapith at the Temple of Tara, which was a crazy experience in itself, but then also on the outside in Tarapith, just looking around at all of the suffering. In front of the temple, there were a lot of people who were crippled. A lot of times when people are born crippled in India, they're simply just like left to fend for themselves. A lot of times they're dumped on the steps of the temples, hoping that God will save them um, or somebody from the temple will take care of them. The temples do their best to feed them or take care of them, but a lot of times those people are homeless and on the streets. So there was a lot of suffering of the human experience around me after I'd already gone through this temple and had a really, like, emotionally heightened experience. When you have these emotionally heightened spiritual experiences, it's almost like going through a fight-or-flight response or, like, a panic attack. When you come out of it, you're, like, shaking and sometimes crying and sometimes processing, and it's just a lot to take in. You're very sensitive. You need time to decompress. So when you are stimulated continuously after you go through something like that, it's hard to take it all in. So I'm seeing these crippled people all around me. Literally people like crawling and dragging themselves on the ground in these dirty, dirty streets. Very sad, full of sores, leprosy. I mean, things like that still existing there. And also looking around and seeing all the animals that are... Mangy and starving, not just dogs, but dogs and goats and cows and chickens and cats and everything else. And also, knowing that Tarpee contains a cremation ground with a very dark energy that I couldn't even go into, I couldn't take steps down into the cremation grounds. Just a lot of intense energy. So, I'm having a moment. I'm crouching down like this, more like this. I'm squatting in the streets of Tarapith, just breathing, trying to take it all in, trying to have a moment. And this dog walks up to me because I'm at its level, right? And this dog is so skinny, so starved, so sick, so mangy, not doing good, covered in flies, covered in fleas. And it's just looking at me right in the eyes. And all I do is I look at this dog and I say, I see you. I see you, beautiful. I see you. And I break down crying. (laughs) And I have a full-on moment. And one of the girls helping us lead the spiritual pilgrimage that I was on, she comes over to me and she starts telling me her own story. And she says, you know, I come to India every year to train, for classical dance, for, um, Odyssey, And she said, every year when I come, I find this local, um, produce vendor and I buy him out for the time I'm there. It cost me like a couple hundred bucks. And I tell him to just take all his produce each day and feed it to all of the animals. Feed it to the cows, feed it to the dogs, feed it to all of the animals that want it. And she goes, that's my way of contributing and doing the best I can amongst all this surf, suffering to try to create a little bit of beauty amongst the suffering and what she said to me was even though you're not you know feeding this dog that clearly is starving that probably is coming to you for a little bit of food that you don't have to give you're giving this dog love and affection and you're looking it in the eyes and you're seeing that 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 being for who it is and you're seeing into its soul and you're loving its soul and your light is connecting to its light and your heart is connecting to its heart and your frequency of love and vibration is connecting to its frequency of love and vibration. She said, you're uplifting that dog's quality of life simply by acknowledging it and sending love to it. And that's what we have to remember, right? When we see the suffering all around us, When we see the death, the decay, the rottenness, the sickness, the dis-ease, the ickiness of the world and the human experience, all of it. How do we get rid of it? How do we relieve the suffering? How do we raise the vibration of whatever is root-causing that? We shine light on it. This candle still going. We shine light on it. We bring awareness to it. We give love to it. And we give ourselves the ability to contribute to the frequency of a greater good in whatever way we can. I mentioned practical magic before, right? How we can work with the elements practically. If we don't have crystals. If we don't have Palo Santo backflow cones. If we don't have, you know, mala's singing bowls, etc. It's very practical ways that we can do things. If we don't have money to give, to be a philanthropist, we can give love. If we don't have love to give to that person in person, if we can't physically go to that cause or physically go to that person or even contact them or that being or whatever or whoever is suffering, maybe we're in the West and we want to send love to Russia and the Ukraine right now. Maybe we're somewhere in the world and we want to send love to all the animals in suffering right now. Maybe wherever we, we, we are, we want to allevi- alleviate the suffering of all. See, my ego victim doesn't even want to let my throat chakra say it. It wants to be a victim. It wants to suffer. No. We get stronger with it. We om shanti om through it. So if we want all of this to improve, we contribute to it with our intention and our vibration. Whether we're chanting Aum or thinking Aum or chanting peace or thinking peace or chanting Shanti or thinking Shanti or just sending intentions, of balance and emotional stability, and maybe a little bit of empathy and emotional understanding and emotional sensitivity, if we send all that out into the world with intention, it goes out there and we create more of it, whether we realize it or not. So with this moon in Swati Nakshatra, ruled by wind god Vayu, ruled by Venus combust, going into the underworld, may we ignite our light and move into Diwali and shine light and awareness on the things we need to and pray for peace because we always need to and trust in the abundance of peace in the future because goddess Lakshmi is ruling our intentions and our energy right now and she wants it all to grow. Blessed be. Miranda sending lots of hearts and I love you signs. Right? So that's what's going on in the east what's going on in other parts of the world what's going on in the west let's do that chanting practice now before we do i want to tell you about a little study i don't know where i don't know the details but it was a city of crime it might have been chicago it might have been atlanta i feel like it might have been dc even maybe it was all of those there's been multiple studies of people coming together in places where crime is concentrated, usually cities, usually urban areas where crime is concentrated. And all they simply do is come together and meditate on peace. Maybe they chant peace externally or internally. Maybe they just think about peace. Maybe they think about a more peaceful world but they bring the vibe of peace into the area. And sometimes it's not even them coming together and doing this, it's just an area intending, all the people there intending, committing to doing that. Even if they can't come together to do it in the same space, they're intending to do it every day. And this usually takes place for two, three weeks maybe, usually it takes about three weeks for change. And during that time, guess what happens? Crime rates fall. They plummet. Nothing else changes. Simply, intentions of peace go out into the world, and like attracts like, and therefore, more is cultivated. And we are powerful enough to always co-create our reality so right now if you are going through internal suffering and challenges if you are in a place where there is external suffering and challenges if you need more peace in your life if you want more peace in your life let's send it out into the world knowing that it's also coming from within and therefore we are both receiving it and sending it at the same time when we chant it we are going to chant om three times. On that third ohm, we're going to end it with three shanties. After those three shanties, we will seal the mantra with three English peace, peace, peace. Okay? So you're going to need a lot of wind. Embrace that wind God by you, ruling Swati Nakshatra, ruling this moon. Take a deep breath in to start. Just a cleansing, deep breath out. This time we'll work through our three ohms, one breath each. Inhale first. Just let that vibrate for a moment. You can think about the sounds O-M-O, that circle of the sun, the circle of the moon, the circle of life, death, and rebirth, the circle of the belly, the circle of the solar plexus, the circle of creation, OM, deep breath in, let it out again, OM. Let it vibrate, let it sink in, let it soak in, let it be creating peace, creating what you want to create. On this third one, really stretch the breath. It's an om three shanties, three pieces. Here we go. Deep breath in. Om. Shanti. Shanti peace, peace, peace. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe in the OM, creation, prana. Breathe out peace. Open your eyes if they were closed. Thank you for chanting that peace. Thank you for cultivating more peace. We always need it. So I know that we have been together for a while. We're coming up towards the end of our circle. If you need to add anything in the comments, feel free to put it in now. If you have any questions, feel free to put it in now. While you're putting in those questions and comments, if needed, I would like to move on to our Tarot reading. This is something I do every new moon and full moon. I've already pulled the cards. You can read about this Tarot reading on my website, by the way, venalenae.com. And, of course, we will have the um, video of just the Tarot reading up on my YouTube channel tonight, if not tomorrow, along with the recording of this entire moon circle. Also you can catch the recording of this moon circle on my podcast if you just prefer to listen to the audio or if you want to share it with a friend who prefers podcasting I will have that on my follow your path podcast if you search Vena Lene you can find it there as well and then all of this stuff the tarot readings the musings on the moon that I write up and then the recording of the moon circle is all on my website VenaLene.com so with that being said before I do this tarot reading I'm going to take another deep breath in and out. I'm going to thank the cards for being in our circle tonight. Thank the messages from the cards for coming through. Trusting in the cards for we're in a time of trusting the woo, trusting things in the metaphysical, trusting things that are different like the tarot. This is a time of mystery. We are in the time of Scorpio season, and therefore we trust what these cards and the reading have to offer us in our circle tonight. I'd like to start with our past card. Everything was pulled up right tonight, by the way. Our past card is the Empress. Ruled by the number three and Venus. Look at that. So obviously this Venus energy shining through when she went combust just a couple of days ago with the arrival of Scorpio season on October 22nd. Also on October 22nd, we had Scorpio season arrive, embracing the energy of three in numerology. Three is the symbol of life, death, and rebirth, which is what Scorpio energy embodies. This is also a zodiac sign that has a triple archetype, the archetype of the scorpion, eagle, and phoenix. So I have no doubt that we're pulling this card with Venus ruled energy and three ruled energy for our past card, but we also have to pay attention to the empress herself, right? The empress is sitting here, you know, under the apple tree, very fruitful apple tree. She's got her shield of protection. She's holding her elixir of life. She's in her red cape embracing her fertile monthly bleeding cycle and also just her ability to co-create in whatever way she needs to. She's energetically balanced, so she's shielded and protected emotionally. She holds the elixir of life because her energy is flowing in a way where prana is flowing, and then she sits under the apple tree because she knows that she can co-create whatever she wants, whether it be a human being or whatever she wants to bring into this earthly reality. We are in the same season now. We are in harvest season, but also Planting season, we take the seeds of what we've harvested. We either set them aside with intentions of planting in the spring, and in the meantime, we think about what we want to create and grow, or we send some seeds and bulbs right back into the ground. We replant them right away, and we embrace what's what what's coming in the springtime. So, anytime we're in Empress energy, or we pull the Empress card, this is about ruling our life it's about being fertile it's about being fruitful and remember that you know we've moved into Diwali as well with this new moon with this dark moon and that's an energy of celebrating Lakshmi the goddess of abundance and a little bit of the goddess of fertility so embracing the energy of co-creation right now remember that you can have or want whatever you desire, if you believe it to be so, and if you continue to rule your life with energetic and emotional stability. For our present card, I have the Eight of Swords. I love that we're pulling an eight card because we are moving into a new moon that's eclipsed, right? Of what goes around comes around energy, a life, death, rebirth energy. You know, energy is always transformed, right? Energy is infinite, like the number eight. Eight represents infinity. So we have to remember that whatever we let go of right now, it's creating room for something else. It's making space. We also have to remember that sometimes, you know, things happen to us and it's a little bit of divine intervention playing out. You know, maybe it's a natural disaster, maybe it's just nature taking over, but something could come to you during this time or come at you during this time and it's not necessarily your fault. Maybe you set an intention to evolve for the greater good and the universe kind of stepped in and took the reins and decided how that needed to happen. So it's not about what happens to you on the external right now. It's about what happens to you on the internal. This eight of swords is telling you to really ground in to your practices that help you feel more rooted and stable. And also remember that you always have the choice. You have the choice to root in where you are and continue to experience the same things over and over again as karma does to us. Or you can cut ties with those old experiences and embrace what could come out of deciding to grow and evolve into someone new. There is no right or wrong choice. Just know that however you manage the energy, it's going to recycle into something else. It may be also important to remember that really for the next like six to eight months, we have this card of eight. The next six to eight months, we're going to be finishing out this eclipse series. So this is a good time to decide whether you want to move forward with the same opportunities, the same experiences, the same people, the same energetic exchanges, or if you're looking for something new. Finally, for the future, we pull the devil card, just in time for Halloween. (laughs) This is also a card that's represented by the number six. It's 15 on the card, which rolls out to one plus five, equally master number six. Six is the number of magic. We're in Scorpio season. We're in the lunar cycle of Scorpio. And during this lunar cycle, it is time to embrace our magical energy. This is also a time to, again, decide how we karmically want to evolve. You know, this devil, she has on one side the dark angel and the other side the light angel. Notice that they're both angels. They're both for our greater good. They're both for the positive of our growth. It just depends which one we allow us to influence right now. Maybe we're listening to the dark angel. Maybe we want to stay in our shadows, stay in our roots. Maybe we want to stay in the work that we're doing right now, stay in the shadow work we're doing right now. Maybe we're comfortable where we are, independent and retreated and acting like a bit of a hermit. Maybe we're just okay having the same experiences, behaving in the same way, or leaning into our ego victim story. It's all okay. It's just what you choose right now. Or maybe you choose to be influenced by the light angel. Maybe you decide to shine light on your shadows and love them. And maybe you shine light on past experiences or you see the wisdom in that and embrace the opportunity for change when a crossroads comes around again. Maybe you're shining light on a new path. Maybe you're simply bringing more light into yourself by allowing yourself to cultivate more internal peace. Whatever it may be, it's going to come with its own set of challenges, okay? But it's also for the greater of your good. Hmm. So this is what I have to you, for you tonight with our Tarot reading. By the way, thank you for my... Um, words getting all tongue tied tonight. I've mentioned it before, but sometimes when I start to channel, I am a channeler. I don't plan these circles. I just show up and I know what's going on and I start talking about it. But sometimes when I start to channel, things start coming through very fast and my human mouth cannot get it to come out fast enough. And my words get tongue tied. I am an air sign. So I think faster than I talk. So thank you. Deep breaths (laughs) for being with me tonight, even when I stumble over my words. And as always, thank you for tuning in. So, we're coming up on that 90 minute mark. I don't have anything else for you tonight. We are going to close. Actually, you know what? No. I feel like leaving the circle open. Now, if you want to close out this circle, if you want to release the guides and guardians, all you're going to do is go backwards. So start with the fifth element, then go back to the north with the fourth the west with your third element of water, the south with your second element of fire, and the east with your first element of air or wind. You can release those guides and guardians yourself. Otherwise, I think I'm going to keep them here. This is a time when we need to be turning to our guides and guardians in the other realms. This is a time when the veil is thin and we have a lot of access to our guides and guardians. This is a time when our ancestors are really coming to us to provide guidance. So I want to leave the circle open and I will close it when we have our full eclipsed moon in Taurus. So our virtual full moon circle in Taurus on Monday, November 7th, that's when I'll officially close things again. Now, obviously, we will go ahead and invite in more guides and guardians. During that time, we'll invite in new guides and guardians of the five directions. There may be new ones that need to come into that circle, but when we're done, we'll release all the guides and guardians that we've been working with in this lunar cycle so i now open up the space with these guides and guardians in hopes that they help you through this journey through this journey over the next you know 25 and a half ish days through this eclipse through this lunar portal this new moon portal and i wish you blessings as you go through the process So since I am not releasing our guides and guardians tonight, I will seal our circle again with three ohms, three shanties, an extra ohm and three pieces. And before that, I will invite you to join us on our next virtual new moon. Sorry, virtual Full moon circle. I just mentioned it. It is on Monday, November 7th. It's at 8 p.m. Central time. It'll be here on Instagram on the Vena Linnae Instagram page. My moon circles are only live on Instagram now. For now, um, but you can always get the recordings on my website, vinalinnae.com, and also on YouTube, usually within about 12 to 24 hours. If you want to listen to the audio version on my Vina Linnae Follow Your Path podcast, you can do so through Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts by searching for Vina Linnae or follow your path or looking for both together. And there you're going to find the audio recording of the circle as well. So feel free to listen again or invite your friends to listen or share out on your social media. As always, I am always grateful for you sharing my content and spreading the love yourself, sharing my offerings to everyone. I do appreciate you getting the word out. And as always, I appreciate you being here for making these circles worth my while. You know, I always feel like I'm going to log on and end up talking to myself, but there's always somebody here to tune in as well. So I thank you for being here. I hope that this circle served you tonight. I hope you gained the wisdom and insight and messages that you needed to receive. I hope you had, um, you received the energy that you needed to receive. And I'm sending you blessings as you journey through the rest of this lunar cycle. Until we meet again, may we all be happy living in the joy of our solar plexus, ruled by this goddess Lakshmi right now with Diwali igniting our lunar portal. May we all be healthy. May we all feel safe and at peace, for peace is really thriving right now with this new moon. And may we, as always, feel loved, be loved, and love one another. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Home. Home. Shanti, Shanti, Om Shanti, Om, peace, 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 and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be to all, peace to all, love to all. Namaste.